I said, well, if I start to cut myself right now and go sell, and by the time I begin to cut myself bit by bit and sell as premium meat, <laughs> I will not come with that money in the next one week. So what do I? What did I do? It was enough. I stood at that door. I, I was peeping through that. How I many of you remember? We could peep through to see how the place was. I couldn't get the key. The one day the Lord said, since the day I heard the Lord say, Matthew 11, 12. He said, since the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffer violence. I said, hold on. I said, I can't beat him. I'm going to go to jail. Because that's the first thing my man. I'm violent. means go hit him on his face and take the key. As God said that you must, listen, when God speaks to you, ask him to give you the spiritual application, not the physical application. When I heard that since the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence, the consistent violence take it by force. So I said, God, what? how do I get that key from him? And the Lord said, tell him to give you that you are going to give him the money next week. And I went to his way. I said, Lee, give me the key. You know, you know, the money's coming. We don't sign the paper. And he, as I was stretching my hand, as if, you know, you know, you know, when you act on somebody where you already have the money, you know, there's a way you act when you have money. Yeah, yeah, just give me the key. Oh, okay. And he handed over the key. He, he, he reluctantly handed over the key. That is how Eve reluctantly handed over the key of the human race. When I took the key, I placed it before God. I said, I got the key. No human would take it away from me. They will pass through blood to get there. They will first go to heaven and kill God, kill Jesus, and stop the Holy Ghost before. I, I would have run to Africa by then, you know. You know, that's the way I think. As a believer, when God speaks, let him give you the idea there must be a balance. Let me show you a scripture. In Proverbs chapter 11 verse 1. Every believer must have a balance. I'm trying to build up something here because I'm going somewhere. Proverbs 11 1. Every believer has a balance. Must have a balance. This is the balance that is killing too many people. And I'm going to share this evening with it. It says, a false balance is what? Abomination to who? But a just weight, what? That means God takes pleasure in when you do something that pleases him. What is a balance? Take for example, somebody comes to church right now and leaves, i never seen him in my life, just come here and come and sit down. I'm going to let him see. He comes and sits there. Yo, after I don't finish preach, I'm gonna let him sit. Maybe there might be the only time you ever sit here. That final come. You know what? Don't sit on there. There are other chairs all over here. You should sit on. But you know, if he leaves that door and he sits and I say, get up, I might disturb the whole service. I have threw off everything that God is trying to do. That's an unjust balance. I'll give you an example. 
this child is making what she's making and the mother hits her. She going to cry. It would disturb. Everybody will be distracted. They just balance. For a believer in your Christian life, God wants you to balance what you do. Balance what you do. See, an unbeliever might come in right now and two believers are arguing. All I will want them, all in my heart, is tongue and speak. I say, Holy Spirit, let them don't look at me in my eye. And the eye look I will give them, they will know they're doing the wrong thing. But do you know if I say, stand here, why you I have told that new believer that we are irresponsible here. That's, an enjoy, that's not God's kind of balance. God wants us to have balance in our life. Say, for example, you come in and you are late. You sit in front. You walk uh, past everybody. You have distracted the whole church. That's unjust balance. Christianity is lived by what we do. How we do it. It's a difference when you go to the bathroom and come back. But if you come in late and then you are, your face is up to the heavens, my chair is in front. And you know you are late. You are 30, 40 minutes late. Stay behind them. The front chair will not take you to heaven. Amen, somebody. How many of you have ever heard this word demon? Because I have to explain. Some people are scared. How many of you have ever heard something called Satan? Am I talking to us? I want to tell you that demons are real. Hear me again. Demons are what? Say one more time. Say it. I want to explain something. Somebody asked me a question. There was a, there was a conflict that was going on. After all that heavy prayer, heavy anointing, can you, you, you allow the devil came to the right place and then he's gone. Yeah, hear this. The, 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 the devil, listen, Devil is real. Some of you don't believe that. Well, by the prophet. Okay, that's uh, the devil's unjust balance. But thank God, he says you tread upon serpents and scorpions. Whether they are flies, tread on it. It disturbs. Let me go back to what I'm saying. Demons are real. I'm going to explain this. Somebody asked me a personal question. Demons are real. Don't take it for a joke. One of the things that is attacking you night and day are called demons. Somebody say, I thought it was Satan. Satan is the one that gives these demons assignments. To do. Demons are like messengers of the devil. I'm explaining here in detail. I just wanted to put this in before I start to talk, say what I want to say. Now, you know, someone have asked me this question over and over again. 
How do you know demons are real? I'm going to show you. Go back to Genesis chapter 1. Let me explain this. I have to put that in first before I start. Because most of you, your minds are still, oh, somebody said there is no Satan. Okay. You will find out the day he gives you sickness. If you read the book of Genesis chapter 1, let me start from there. The Bible said the earth was without form and void. If you read, it's in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How many of you know, having read the scripture, and I've quoted it many times, how many of you have heard the scripture say, God is a perfect God? He's a perfect God, right? And anything that God creates is perfect. It means that anything he does is so good. That's why James say every good and every perfect thing, it comes from where? From above. It does not come from White House. The things that come from White House are confusing sometimes. Even though they are going somewhere. Now, the scripture makes us understand that there are devils. How do I know? I want to connect it with the scripture. In verse 2, he says, And the earth was without form and void and darkness. Anytime you see darkness, know that there is a presence of Satan. Anytime you see things that is in disorderliness, there is a devil there. And I'm going to explain the words word by word for you. The word there, the first word says form. Form means shape. When God created the earth, the earth was, the earth is round. The wall is not flat. What makes it flat, you see today, is the earth that God commanded to come out from the sea. The Bible says, and God said, let there be dry land. And let the sea hold its side and the dry land holds its side. It's in the Bible. And God put a demarcation, God put a spiritual barrier for the sea never to overflow dry land. God commanded it and it was so. But something happened. And that thing that happened is what I want to show you. When you hear the earth without form and void, that word void means it, it no more have a legal binding. That word void, V-O-I-D, means there was no legal binding. Anything God creates has what we call legal binding. What is legal binding? That is God has to put that thing under its control, whereby a function for God to receive glory. So when that thing does not give God glory, that legal binding has been broken. That was how the Bible said, and the earth was without form and void and what? Now, the Bible explaining darkness means devil. And anytime you see darkness, the, it means the presence of ignorance. Darkness means the presence of ignorance. The Bible said, my people perish for lack of knowledge, right? If you are ignorant, you will perish. Now, then he says, he said, darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. Now, I want to say this. In verse 3, and God said, let there be light. When God said, let there be light, what God was saying is this. That light was there, but it was hidden by darkness. The word let means permit it to come. 
If you notice, there were only two times God recreated things. It was when he created the whales and man. I will show you where God made man. Man was made in three forms, not one. We have been taught wrong. You will notice God made, create, and form. Three. Create, made, and form. The form part, he gave man the body. The create part, he gave him a spirit. The made, he gave him a soul. And that's how when God breathed upon man, the breath of life, man became, became a living soul. What it means is that man was given the ability to now legally live here on earth. Now, I'm going to move a little bit one step forward. If you look there, the Bible says, and God said, let there be light. Now, why did God say, let there be light? And in the, later on, he created the sun. I will show you what God was doing. Because I want to connect it to show you where we are going. But there is an enemy that looks at you every day. In verse 4, and God saw the light, that word. And it was what? And God divided the light from what? Let me explain that. When Satan created that chaos, the spirit world on earth was disorganized. What God did was this. God had to create a spiritual world that controls the natural world. And that was why God created light. He, he, he said, let there be light. That is, God called his light to come. And then he divided the light from darkness. That is, there are two spiritual worlds. There's the spiritual world of darkness and there is the spiritual world of light. Don't forget it. Because if you forget this, you won't get anything I'm going to say later on. Now, because you will notice that later on, God now commanded the sun to come, the moon to come. I'm going to show you. In verse 5, let's go to verse 5. And God called the light day and the darkness, what? He called what? And the beginning and the what? The morning were what? What it means, God had to create a season in the spirit world. Where they respect what happens in the natural world. Listen to me. Listen and listen again. If this all you can get, you if this all you can understand, it will help you. Because all these things we are talking about getting a house. If you have not made a spiritual impact in the realm of the spirit, all the hallelujah you shout here will not happen. I'm not lying to you. That's why I'm going back to the beginning to show you how these things are formed spiritually before they come to naturally. Because God had to distinguish between the, the world where he controls and the world where Satan controls. These two different worlds are subject to time and sitting. I will repeat myself. I'm not in a hurry. When God said, let there be light, God had to now reconnect the heavens to the earth realm spiritually. Then God had to now push darkness. He couldn't destroy them because God can Whatever he creates, he can't destroy. He lives forever. So God had to take all those billions and trillions of demons and give them a location called darkness where they could reside and operate in darkness. That's why anytime the devil prevents you from knowing a truth, you are in his hand. Because he dwells, 
He feeds in darkness. And the Bible says in the book of Lamentation, darkness, in the kingdom of darkness can be felt. Can be felt. Darkness can be felt. How many of you have ever, you ever been in a place where there's no light? You, you get scared. Times die by a thousand. That's where Satan is. And that is why the Bible calls him in the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 6. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of you see, that means there is a ruler that controls that darkness. I'm going to connect you to it very soon. Now, anywhere you find darkness, you find these four things. Anywhere you find darkness, you find these four things. You find spiritual bondage. You find spiritual bondage. You find mental bondage. You find mental bondage. Number three, you'll find financial bondage. I'm going to repeat it. Number three, you'll find financial bondage. And number four, you'll find familiar bondage. That is, familiar means family disease. I will explain what I mean. If you're was a thief. If you didn't receive Christ, that thing will transfer over you. It's called family. Because that spirit, every home, every family has a demonic spirit fighting day and night to conquer them. So also the day one person in your family gives his life to Christ, God ascends an angel to make sure he conquers the powers of darkness that is fighting your family. There are homes today that they have tied them with darkness financial bondage. But today you shall be free in the name of Jesus. Um, these four satanic bondages have the capability of putting you under duress. Listen to this. I'm not lying to you. Anytime Satan plans anything against your life, he wants to dismantle the grace of God in your life. Lift your right hand and say from now on, I will identify with God's grace and I will prevail over darkness. In Jesus' name. One of the reasons why Satan plants bondage in your life to demonic spirit is to prevent you from enjoying the benefits of the kingdom. Because if you are in bondage, you cannot pray. If you are in bondage, you cannot do some good things for yourself. There are some people who believe that God sent them to this world to be poor. I met the old said, I came to escort people here. I said, no, I did not. That means you say, if you say you are second class, you will remain in second class the rest of your life. Now, look at this. And I want you to write this down. It is the unadulterated word of God that transforms any life. I want you to write that down. As long as you live, if you remember this key, it will keep you on top. It is the unadulterated word of God that transforms a life. If there are bondages in your life, it is only the undiluted word of God that can destroy that bondage. This is this. The word 
God has enough capability and capacity to dismantle every satanic bondage in your life. If you allow it, God has made provision to dismantle it, but you have allow it. Now, the lack of biblical knowledge is the ground of spiritual defeat. I repeat, the lack of biblical knowledge is the ground of spiritual defeat. You see, why is it that the devil always comes strong against you? It's because he knows if you know he's in trouble. The day you know spiritual truth, Satan is in trouble. The day you know that God did not call you into this world to beg, but to take what belongs to you, he's in trouble. That's why he would do everything in, your, in his reach to stop you from coming to Bible study. And then when you sit in Bible study, you are talking. He's the one trying to distract you. He's trying to corner you so that you will not hear God. Because then you discover that God loves you beyond your imagination. You are going to turn around. So, so who have been holding me back? And then you will now wage war against the right people. People say, oh, I hate, I don't like haters. There's nobody that hates you than the devil. That word, I keep correcting here. You say, oh, I got haters. You don't have haters. You have demons that are fighting you. Direct that prayer to that demon because it's the demon that takes over a weak mind and a weak life to fight you. This is where I want to really expose something to you. There is a, there is a big difference between biblical truth and spiritual experience. There is a big difference between biblical truth or biblical knowledge and spiritual experience. There's a big difference. Many of you here have what is called spiritual experience but no biblical knowledge. That's why the devil slaps some of you here and you say, oh, but God, I'm serving you. Why are you? God said, I'm standing beside you, looking at you, letting Satan hit you like a slave. And he can't do nothing. You know why? The day he opened my eyes and said, he was there in the garden when he was at, when the devil was talking to him. He said, he was, he said he couldn't do anything because he's a spirit. He's not created. The word created means to have the capability of having a physical body and a spiritual body. Satan had the physical body when he was created. He was shown. It was why he had the ability to enter the self. That's why Satan can enter anybody and use him against you. He can enter anybody if you allow him. That's why he entered Judah. And Jesus said, do it quickly. Because your habitation shall be desolate. Your, your wife shall be a widow. Your children shall be a vagabond. May it not be your portion. Anytime you are hurry to do anything, that's the wrong with that. I want it now. Not now. Give me now. Satan is there. He's impatient. He's the most impatient 
spirit has ever or ever created. You say, put your hand there right now. If you don't put it right now, you your hand will be cut off, not born. The Holy Spirit said, go back to when God said, let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness. And God created man in his own image. I will tell you something. God had to give man capability. If God, God gave man the ability to be in heaven, and the ability to remain here on earth. It will only expire after 120 days. Now, hear me. Expire doesn't mean it's gone. The day you die, you don't, you don't die. You expire. Expire means you are no more useful here, no more. Am I, am I too? Am I too? Are you following me? I'm laying foundation. Because if I don't tell you this devil, you know I know him. He's so cunning. When you hear the word create, it means that God did two things in one. Create means he gave you a spirit that can never die. But gives you a physical body, a legal binding to be here. Because it had to take something from here and form you so that you can be here. Without the elements of this earth here, you cannot be here. That's why when I say, Father, he's here, he hears me. Because he gave me that ability to be there. And I lost that ability to Adam, but he restored it through Christ. In Ephesians 2.6, he has raised me to sit together with him in where? Heavenly, that means my spirit to sit together with him in heavenly places. Did you see that? Now, but for the devil, I must show you what he did. The reason why he hates you is because when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form and void, darkness upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the deep, and God said, let there be light. What God said, took what he did and left him in darkness. Thought God was coming to rescue him. God said, give me my light because he was called Lucifer Son, uh-huh. no wonder when Jesus came in Luke 10 18, look at what Jesus said. He said, I saw Satan falling like what? Where did lightning come from? He got it from God. So when God came on Genesis chapter 2, he said, Okay, since you disobey me, give me my light. And left him. Then God did not leave him there in darkness, but created a place for him. Say, You can stay there till I finally think of judging you. Not heard anything. Wait. <laughs> this one will, will really excite you. So when God created those two, two spiritual wars, God now said, okay, I have to put that spiritual war on that subject so that it will have nothing to do with this news for the second earth we are living in. There's a last one that is coming that no, no better that is evil will stay there. No weed smoker, no drinker, no adulterer, no any crazy person will not nail it. Because you're spoiled the second one, you're not going to spoil the third one. <laughs> God told me one day, he said, he said, son, after Lucifer, I put a barrier that nothing in flesh will come here. 
anything he touches Paul. So that's why the Bible says, Jesus said, it's a simple truth, but the devil will close your eyes and not see it. Because the day you find out that his body was taken away from him, because that day God came down and the Spirit of Lord upon the face of him, the Holy Spirit came to God and said, oh, he's crucified there. Let me go take it. <laughs> and God said, give me back our life. And God the Father said, so you're going to leave us. God said, I don't have anything to do with you. I'm going to show you why. <sighs> Lift your hands and say, the Father loves me. Wave it. So when God went into the, the, the face of the deep and then demanded for sun, I know, demanded for light and stole. Now, he didn't demand for the sun. I'm going to show you how he took the sun back. Let there be light. God said, I permit light wherever they hide you. Come on. Light yourself. Okay, here I come, sir. And then light shoot. So when light came, light left darkness in the deep. Then God now said, deep darkness. You can't be there. I have to find somewhere to put you. And God said, when every time this light shines, Anytime you, the finisher, you are night. That's how the Bible says, weeping and joy in the night. Joy. Anything you are facing is your night. <laughs> and then when, I tell you, I always remember that. No matter how much you cry in the night, when the sun shines, your day has begun. That's why when you wake up in the morning, you always remember, I say this, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. Because God went and demanded the light for you. Because if you had gone there, they would have trapped you. You now come out. So God just said, okay, give me my life. Then God said, okay, I can't. God will never leave anything in chaos. So he had to prepare a place for darkness. He confided them in a tree. There were three trees in the garden. Now, anything you are looking for on this earth is activated by a promise. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. I am running right now, right? I want to show you how you activate what you want when. I want each and every one of you, when you are there, please read. At the count of three, 2 Corinthians 1, 20. 1, 2, go. God did not do anything but by you. God did not keep a spoon here on earth beyond death. Because if he does that, he has violated that law where he divided light from that. That's why when Satan was tempting him, couldn't stop Satan. Adam was there, he would have been able to stop. I didn't know Adam was busy working. So there is a difference between biblical knowledge and spiritual knowledge or spiritual experience. Now listen to me. Each have its place. Now, I do not know that God came down and continually spoke to Adam every night. I don't know if you know that. Every cool of the night, that's night, late in the night when everything don't finish his work. That's why a man that does not work shall know it. He's an infidel. 
We should push him out and let the devil slap his face so that he can learn to walk. Because it's late in the night that God come and meet you and give you wisdom for tomorrow. I repeat myself. You see, I'm waiting for the day where I'm going to teach the men the capability of conquering tomorrow while you are living today. Because every night when Adam finished what God visited him, God Every man late in the night. It's just that you don't know. If you prepare your own time, you will know when time is. Because the Bible says, will come at the food. means that when everything is silent, he will come. And then he will tell Adam, okay, I see that you eat that wild animal, I uh, cat. You will name that, yeah, whoa, 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 rooster. <laughs> and he was happy. Because remember, God never named no animal. It is what man called it that he became. But I'm going to share something. Write this down. How many of you have ever gone to Ken Wright? How many of you have just remembered? How many of you have ever gone to a barrier? Do you know they don't call the late person's name to bring that cup? I'm not sure I've ever remembered that. Oh, we're going to go view the cops. You never say we are going to go view the name. How many of you remember? Even when they want to say, put the body here, they don't make mention of the name. You know why? God borrowed that ground and he must, <laughs> he has to return that ground without no name. We were the one that named it when he came here. So when he returned, he become ash to ash. <laughs> Everything will answer God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have answer God. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mr. Answer God. Yeah. God told me one. He said, "Everything has to answer me." He said, "He said on that day when they are put, they don't call you. They put him inside. They say put that body." He said because I took it from that place. I have. A, he said I took. I borrowed it. I have to return it because I have to use to create a new one. Why I would take every dead thing away? That is why the dead in Christ. Because when they put you, you don't have a name. On that day, what will wake you up is the name that you receive, that you obey. In him, you move and have your being. That's the thing that wakes you up. That's the identity that brings you out from the grave. But if your name is not written in the Lamb Book of Light, Satan say, I deceived you. Come on, let's go. May on the day God called the roast, the, the roll. Your name is among those. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, there's a song. Uh, Lord, I want to be in a number. It's good to sing the song. But when they are putting you down here, there's a last thing they call you. Cops. If they call you your name, oh, you are going to the wrong place. Because God borrowed that air. He has to give it the same way he took it. Because remember, he said, I took it and formed you. He didn't call a name that day. We were the one that gave it a name. He turned it back without a name. If you would like more information on how to contact us or purchase any of these resources, just visit us at www.livingtruthministrychurch.org. And remember, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, where we're taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world.